right, riddle me this, Kev. What's one of the first upgrades you should do to your vehicle? What is it? What do you go for? Well, you might think power, but ultimately, from a smart and safe perspective, definitely the brakes. Yeah, no doubt. Upgraded braking systems can really transform a vehicle's performance and honestly give you better peace of mind behind the wheel in any situation. You know, from the track to off-road trails, even the morning commute, every single vehicle deserves performance brakes at an affordable price. And no matter what your vehicle or driving style, PowerStop has complete brake upgrade kits for you. So head to PowerStop.com, fill in your vehicle's information into their easy-to-use brake finder to be matched with complete kits and components that are low-dust, noise-free, and feature upgraded stopping power. That's right. You could join the thousands of other drivers that have already transformed their vehicle into a stopping powerhouse today with PowerStop. PowerStop.com, brake upgrades made easy. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is the Two Guys Garage Podcast. He is Kevin Bird. I am Willie B. And we are fired up, man. Talking Hot Rods performance. Things go fast because we like that. Kevin, how you been, man? How's the week? Oh, man. Well, I think you're kind of attuned with a little bit of my week. And I think it went as awesome as your week. Because yeah. we got to do some performance <laughs> driving here recently that you'll see on our show coming up pretty, yeah. pretty soon. Man, it was Badass. Oh, Throwing guys. cars around sideways, sometimes spinning out, lots of burnouts, head-to-head <laughs> racing, pit moves. <laughs> yeah, man. It's a good way to spend a few days for sure. Um, I, I tell you, man, I'm fired up because, you know, one of the great things about this podcast is always talking to industry leaders and, and people that kind of can peel back layers of what we know as performance and, and leaders in the performance industry. Uh, what's really interesting is, you know, you kind of get a, a window, an opportunity to see what's around the corner, where performance is going, what people are thinking, and what's really, you know, shaking and baking out there in the performance world. And today, man, uh, we do have a treat in the fact that Travis from SVT Performance is joining the old podcast. That's right, man. These guys, uh, you know, svtperformance.com, what a great resource online for, you know, forums. We're all familiar with that. How to's, who's doing what. Uh, helping each other out, hopefully not tearing each other down. Uh, but they got a great front page too with all kinds of insider articles. Uh, cause Travis and, and his lovely wife, they have great connections in the industry, you know, like ourselves, but they have your unique ones that we want to tap into. Now, clearly these guys are focused a lot on Ford, uh, but we're going to see some, yeah, clearly. yeah some <laughs> similar trends. And yeah, if you notice the name SVT, uh, you know, that goes way back when, cause you know, a number of years ago, Ford kind of up their name branding a little bit so all for performance so these guys have been around for a long time like i said they are the go-to i think for anything performance related in the ford world so we want to kind of hit them up with you know what's kind of his insider take on some of the new offerings man this new bronco with all the different configurations the gt500 oh my god the raptor bronco oh. bro have you seen that raptor bronco yeah. i'm like Man, what's my credit score? Cause it's about to go. It's about to go down. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I, you know, it's, what's funny is, you know, I, in my world, right? I'm I'm kind of a diehard Mopar guy. I own a few Chevys, 
what a lot of people don't know is I own several Fords too, man. I, I you know, I have two big Ford trucks, my F two fifty, uh, my F three fifty, because I think Ford trucks are legit. Uh, own a you know <laughs> Mustang, um, uh, and uh, and look, man, I, I appreciate the brand, but more so performance. Um, and these guys, dude, they eat it, breathe it, live it, sleep it, get up in the morning, like you know, give me three eggs and a side of performance on the pancakes. They uh, they're all about making things go faster, making it funner, uh, and that's why I you know I gotta respect. Amen. God, and there's. Like you said, these new offerings, you know, some of them I haven't even been in yet. My neighbor got a, a Bronco across the street, but, uh, you know, all I've seen it is across the street. You know, I want to get in one of these things and go for a Oof. ride. And and I believe Travis has gotten his hands on one uh, and has some Dude, fun. If you huh? lick the door handle, it's yours. <laughs> if you lick the door handle, technically it's well, yours. Well, when I say across the street, I went over and I licked the whole dang thing and it still hasn't ended up in my driveway. But I'm working <laughs> on it. <laughs> you got to lick his profile picture. That's the new Woo. thing. <laughs> That's getting a little personal. <laughs> taking it too far. <laughs> um, all right, man. Well, look, uh, how about we take a break? We come back with the man himself, and we talk all about where performance is going. You know, what's interesting, Kevin, is here we are in the forefront of really seeing performance change in a lot of ways, in, in, in a lot of different directions. You never really know what's coming down the alley next. As much as we feel like we got it figured out, everything is changing so that in itself is a unique paradigm uh it's something that i think it's gonna be really interesting to talk to travis about so let's take a break it's the two guys garage podcast he is kevin bird i am willie b and we're back in just a minute it is the two guys garage podcast he is kevin bird i am willie b and we are ready to rock our boy travis hill yes indeed svt performance Straight up rocking the Casbah. Uh, this guy knows, loves, eats, and breathes performance. Travis, welcome to the podcast, my friend. Hey, Willie. Uh, appreciate you guys bringing us on. You too, Bird. Uh, known uh, you guys for a while and uh, just happy to be on the podcast. Thanks for bringing me on. Yeah, man. Let's get this out of the way. You guys know what SVT stands for? Pop quiz. Pop quiz. Oh, this is good, man. Oh, this is so sweet. It's like your own jumpsuit or satin jacket. It definitely should have some sort of badge or a medal. Uh, I, I don't feel like uh, there should be like a team of tattooists in there as well. SVT stands for special. Go ahead. Tell them, Travis. Special vehicles team. Ooh, that's sexy. Yes. Special vehicles team. Dun, dun, dun. I hear some theme music. I, I see him like walking out of a big hangar. Like, oh. This, that's awesome. With, with people doing burnouts and Mustangs around you and climbing stuff in Broncos. Oh, it's just dreamy. <laughs> so when did that name actually come around? Because way back when there was SVO and then SVT, and then we've gone to Ford Performance. Uh, so when did the SVT come around? That was in uh, early 90s. So the 93 would have been the first model year for the SVT vehicles. You had the Cobra and the Lightning, of course. And um, it just went on for there. Uh, up until 2014 was the last model year where Ford vehicles were actually branded as SVT. That's funny. I, that's that's the Mustang I have is a 97 SVT Cobra. Oh, yeah. I've got a 98 out in the garage here. Oh, what's up? Way to go, yeah. Travis. Yeah, Seahead <laughs> Brothers. You know, it's a, it's ugly now, but I, I got a feeling that Mustang is going to come around like every uh, all the other ones. Uh, I don't want to let anything uh, go here, but I think the SN95 Mustangs are probably going to be the new hot thing uh, because Fox bodies are so out of price range for so many people. 
and they built so many of those SM95s, and they're really a way better car than a Fox body, even though it still is sort of the Fox platform. You get a way better driving, handling car, and they're still cheap and plentiful. Oh man, I forget. You just reminded me. I got a Fox body too. I got two Mustangs. Good God. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh man. Oh, yeah. You know how it is with these old cars like this. If you want one nice one, you basically got to have three. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. What's your What's your all time favorite in the SVT lineup? Uh, would probably have to be my 04 Lightning. Like I bought my favorite, and I've I bought it new. Still have it out in the garage. I love that. Uh, because there's just nothing like it. That was basically the last supercharged Ford with no traction control, anything like that on it. You know, your traction control is your right foot. And uh, it can get nasty for an inexperienced driver. I just love that. I like my cars to want to kill me, I guess is the way. Like <laughs> yeah, we do too. I got several friends that have had those, and they all have the same opinion. They just they loved them because they were nasty, and they were just burnout queens. And just had a riot in them, you know, just ripping around town. And, and it's unusual at the time, right, to have the pickup truck performance kind of scenario. And, right? and really, they weren't one-trick ponies either. I mean, they could uh, they drove really well. They could actually haul a little bit and uh, handled very well. I mean, uh, one of the first outings with mine after I did my suspension work on it, I don't know if you guys have heard of Mustang Week in Myrtle Beach, the annual event down here. And at the time we had the Myrtle beach speedway and you could go out and do fun runs on the track. Uh, it's a five eighths mile asphalt oval used as a NASCAR track from the fifties, took the lightning out there and I've driven, you know, a little bit of performance stuff, you know, over the years, but that was my first time out with that thing. And ended up cutting the second fastest uh, lap of the weekend in a truck at Mustang week. Damn in a truck. Yeah. yeah. And yep. uh, after that, I had to replace the brakes because uh, they were glazed over. <laughs> hey, you know, while we're on the topic and sort of peeling back a couple layers of these older SVT options, where do you think the collector, say, you know, five, seven, ten years down the road, because um, you could still get some of these vehicles, you know, affordably, where do you think a collector should put his money if he had a little bit? Uh, some of the new guys that are getting into, you know, some of the options out there today and wanting to find something a little bit older that they could play around with. Where do you think is a good place to start? Uh, what's sort of a good, you know, in your opinion, a uh, couple platforms to choose from? So the way it tends to always work is the last model year for whichever version of a vehicle it is tends to bring the most money. So an 04 Lightning will bring more than a 99 to 03. An 04 Cobra will bring more than an 03 Cobra and go on from there. So it depends on how much money you've got to spend. The 93 Cobras, those things are way up in the 40s, 50s for a real clean example. Let's not even talk about our model Cobras because those are way oh, up yeah. there now. Terminators now, uh, you know, what's one of the things on SVT Performance? We have a big market section. So we have a lot of uh, cars in there available for guys to browse through and everything, especially if you're looking for those high performance Fords, not just the SVTs, but, you know, goes beyond that. But big Terminator section. And I've been posting about that on Facebook this week on our SVT Performance Facebook page. I'm just basically called this Terminator Week. I'm just picking cars out of that market section and highlighting them. One was, I think it's a 6,000 mile. Uh, screaming yellow. I don't remember if it was 03 or 04, but the twin turbo kit, just nasty, nasty car. $47,000. And nobody is blinking at that price. Like, that's just a great price because where are you going to find another 
where are you going to find another 6,000 mile car like that? And it just so happens there's a 6,000 mile black one for sale as well. <laughs> and I mean, it's, it's getting like, you know, if you want one of these things, there's not a ton of them in that kind of shape. You got to be real willing to jump when you see it. Hey, was that the four six? Was that the four six yes. mod motor that was in those? That yeah. was the four six with the manly rods, forge pistons, forge crank could handle a good amount of boost. Because that was what two thousand two, three, four. Uh, no two. Uh, only two thousand two Cobras went to Australia, but uh, yeah, they built like a hundred of those, which were basically O one Cobras. But yeah, three and four got the supercharged V eight six speed manual. That was an awakening, right? Because that was the it seems to me the first time when they put that blower on, beefed up the bottom end a little bit, you know, they got what, 400, 400? That's when Ford addicted everybody to boost. Yeah. That it was, was main the line kickoff, of the I think. Yeah. And then, of course, everybody could, you know, overboost and under pulley and everything else and, and just start making some wicked power. And that just, I don't know, to me, that that's when a lot of the craze just kind of fired off. But if you had some money to spend and wanted to pick up something, the Terminators are pretty expensive now. But it doesn't seem like the 13 to 14 GT500s have taken off that much yet. Uh, they're still, they're going to bring close to sticker price for a really clean one. But you got to imagine sticker price almost 10 years ago, you're still getting it at a discount today. Yeah. You got to take inflation into account. I actually did that math for someone. There's a lot today. of that lately. <laughs> they were saying, well, Terminator, I remember those were $35,000. I was like, yeah, in 02. $35,000 in 02 is like $55,000 today. Got to look at it that way. <laughs> or $75,000 next year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. If we, if, if we fast forward a little bit, I think one that sticks in my mind is that GT350. What's your thoughts on that one as far as uh, uniqueness, holding its value, or, or appreciating significantly in value? That one? Um, so it's got a couple things going for it and going against it. Um, it being sort of a, it, that engine being very unique with that flat plane crank. Um, it had some natural harmonic issues and things with it that will creep up over time on higher mileage cars. But then again, there's nothing else like it and uniqueness sells. So it has that going for it. But it's funny you mentioned that I was at the debut for uh, GT350. And that was just a few months after they announced that it's not going to be SVT anymore. We're going to rebrand as Ford Performance. And if you remember, there's a strut tower brace on those cars mm -hmm. and it had a tag, which it came with a tag from the factory, but the tag in the press photos that were hanging in the warehouse where they debuted the car said powered by SVT uh, on it. So they had intended for the GT350 to be an SVT branded vehicle and just marketing had changed that at some point. Oops. Well, wasn't that a big departure from what they normally did with, with that stuff? Then they go full on road course, like uh, really get after like a, a road course style. Yes, they did. Uh, both in the design and, and the architecture of it and everything they put to it. Oh, yeah. I mean, that car was an absolute blast on the track. Well, a friend of mine had one. Uh, we rented out VR and had it there for the weekend and just tore the track up. So much fun. Yeah. See, that one to me, you know, it's, it's akin to the Boss 302. You know, way back when, you know, the, the 302 boss, you know, had big ports. It wasn't the best on the street. It was a little bit awkward, but, you know, they, they kind of had a limited run. They did a lot of track stuff and it was great on the track. And it's not exactly the same thing, but it was unique enough that, you know, that is a very highly sought after vehicle. 
So I, I just think, you know, with the limited run on that engine, it's the only vehicle that Ford's ever going to produce with that engine in it um, that, you know, it might take 20 years or 30 years, but it seems like that would be one that has that kind of oddball place and time and history with its own uniqueness that just kind of makes it soar, depending on how many of them survive, right? Yeah, especially the R model. I mean, if you're a collector and want to put one in a bubble, that would be a very good one to do. If you wanted to actually enjoy the car on a track and everything, the Boss 302 might actually be the better car because that thing is a tank. Everything about it is just made to go, and it's a very tough car, uh, the way it's built and everything. If you want to go to the S550 body style and have a lot of fun on the track, really a Mach 1 with the track pack is nine-tenths of a GT350. It's very close. And because of the uh, Coyote engine, that Gen 3 Coyote with the direct injection, you have 12 to 1 compression. That car is actually a little bit more fun on the street, I feel. Makes a little bit more torque down low, and I prefer it to a GT350 just driving around town. That's some good skinny, because uh, not a lot of us are going to go out and buy the 350. Uh, so having really good options at lower price points is always great. Well, the Mach 1 also got what I consider the best feature of the GT350, and that's the transmission. That Tremec uh, six-speed manual is a really good manual transmission. It's way better than the GT's uh, Getrag MT82 manual. Hey, so I, I know it probably doesn't compare to a, a lot of stuff today, but, you know, I'm trying to think of that 4.6 mod motor uh, back in the day. I know it had um, intake manifold problems, or right, because it was plastic or something. It used to always leak in some timing chain issues. Well, what did you guys do to really squeeze performance and reliability out of that setup so, so people can go pound on them? Because you guys were making some serious, legit power. So that was mostly the uh, 462 valve had the uh, intake manifold issues. And yeah, it was the, uh, the crossover pipe for the coolant to go from one head to the other was plastic. And it would just fatigue with thermal cycling over time. Uh, Ford came up with an updated intake manifold, replaced a ton of them under warranty. And, you know, that's really, if there's one of those cars out there running now, it has a new intake. So that's not a problem anymore. Mm -hmm. The two valves are very limited as far as performance without spending ridiculous money on those. Pretty much all of the early um, modular stuff is uh, two valve, three valve, even the four valve stuff. Really, uh, if you want to go fast, you're better off getting into a Coyote car. Uh, 11 to 14s are still very affordable. And that dual variable cam timing on those five liter yes, Coyote it. engines, it just, they, they eat boost. They make so much power. Yeah, but as a guy that owns a 97, you know. <laughs> as a 97. So your best bet is to get probably a centrifugal supercharger. That's what I would do. Uh, well, I'm lucky because I don't have a drivetrain. Should I go LS or put a Coyote in it? <laughs> uh, well, it depends. Do you want your face to be seen in polite society? Or... <laughs> uh, the, uh, Coyote swaps in those SN95s, are, it's down to a science now. There's a couple great shops that offer really, really nice bolt-in kits for that. It's all scienced out. You can get every bracket, everything you need, plus the control packs, bolted in, go down the road. Yeah. Kevin, that sounds like a TV show. Yeah. That sounds like a TV show, Kevin. <laughs> I know. I, I was going to say it's sacrilegious, something? but you know, I've been there, done it myself, so I can't really talk. But doing it on TV shows sounds <laughs> right. good to me. Uh, Somehow I might disassociate myself from 
sacrilegious <laughs> actions on a Ford, but nah, maybe I can talk myself but into it. But no, I'm talking putting a coyote. Yeah, oh, like an oh, SVT okay. coyote. I thought you were talking an LS swap in your Mustang on the show. No, no, I, I'd, I'd keep it with coyote because hey, I've seen what a coyote can do, man. I understand they're nasty. Uh, in streetcar well, road racing. Any, I don't want to start any interbrand wars here, but I mean, you guys aren't taking LS motors straight out of the wrapper. You're not going to buy a brand new Camaro, put a blower on it, and make a thousand horsepower. You will with a Coyote Mustang and a fuel system. Not crack a valve cover, it'll make a thousand horsepower. Hey, Travis, unfortunately, I've witnessed this one time with uh, Bird and I's engine build. Uh, yeah, he, uh, he cracked off a massive four digit number. Uh, and I went home and cried on my pillow for like three hours. Um, you know, I, I, I feel like ever since I switched the extra sensitive toothpaste, I, I've been crying like that, but never, uh, never like that. Um, all right, let's take a break. It is Two Guys Garage Podcast. He is Cameron Bird. I will be. We're back with Travis Hill from SBT Performance in just a minute. It is the Two Guys Garage Podcast. He is Kevin Bird. I am Willie B. And we are fired up Travis Hill, my man from SVT Performance, on the podcast with us today, talking all things SVT Performance. For Ford people, they know that name. It's such, they got such heritage with performance. Um, and, and really, Travis, do you guys go, go into it as just, how do you guys approach it? Because a lot of people go, well, we need to build more of a road racing or something that handles where some... You know, some auto manufacturers out there are, are thinking, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna own a straight line." Um, how do you guys kind of approach um, where to go and what direction leads the charge? Just to give you a little bit of background, uh, SVTPerformance.com has been around since uh, November of 2000, so 22 years old. We can legally drink. It's awesome. We're 21 years old now. <laughs> so. Um, it is just a massive community of Ford enthusiasts who share a passion for just going fast, making power, make it, break it, build it better, get out there and have some fun. So it doesn't matter if you want to go drag racing, road course, I mean, even uh, chump cars. We've got guys building those on the side. Oh, those are awesome. <laughs> We've got a great community of guys that share information with one another and can help each other through the build process, plus a ton of great vendors that are leaders in the industry of what they do, tuners, engine builders. I mean, if you just want to go fast or make power or just make your Ford the best it can possibly be, there's just a ton of guys there to help you and point you in the right direction to get exactly what you need to accomplish your goals. Man, and that is always helpful because anybody who's gotten into a project, right? You're you're trying to keep from falling in the same old pitfalls as everybody else. Uh, you're trying to you know to weigh out you know should I go this part this this vendor you know this direction, uh, and then you can kind of really see what people have already done. You know how successful they are at it, how durable is it? Uh, you know to really help you kind of make some good decisions moving forward on your project, which you know it's going to put a lot of time, a lot of money. Uh, Quite a bit of expense, you know? Yeah, and another point that sort of helps these guys along. So like, Willie, with your Cobra, you're going to have questions for that car that dates back, that predates, say, Facebook. And you can't go on there and search for the answer to why my car does this particular thing or how do I do this. 
where SVTP has been around for 20 years, it's got a great search engine on the site. You can type in, you know, why does my head tick on my Terminator? And all that information is there. Super handy. Now, you guys haven't stopped when SVT changed the name to Ford Performance. So in the new era, what do you see is just flaming hot? I mean, every time you turn around the news, just Bronco Bronco. Everybody's super excited. That's the new, you know, kid on the block. Um, but the GT500 is just killing it, man. The DCT's transmission. I mean, it, it's as much of a Corvette fighter as ever the Mustang's ever been. Uh, what are you guys seeing as far as the enthusiasm and what people are doing for modifications with some of the newer products? So that sort of leads into uh, how times have changed with dealing with Ford as a manufacturer. A lot of the new stuff, say Bronco, uh, the new F-150 Raptors, just 21 and up F-150s in general, uh, and the GT500, Ford has locked down the ECUs on those, so they're not as easy to tune. So there's only a handful of guys that are offering tuning for those, and it's not exactly uh, race-oriented, I guess is how you would put it. So that's kind of held back uh, some of those cars, even the GT3, uh, GT500, sorry. As great as that car is, right out of the box. It, it is killer. It's a ton of fun. Um, there's no tuning for the transmission on that. The, the Tremec 7-speed uh, DTC has its own ECU, or in this case, a TCU, that has to be tuned. And there's no access into that thing now. So we can tune the engine. You can change blowers. You can up boost. You can make 1,200 horsepower. And you can make that power on the dyno and then go out and make a run down the drag strip. And it just says, nope. We'll close the throttle and you'll run, you know, a 10 when the car is capable of eights. There's a few guys that are out there and they've found their way around that. And it looks like that's going to start taking off now, that platform. But uh, for the average guy that's looking to get a new car, do a build, it's you're going to buy a Coyote car and uh, put a blower on it. That's the proven formula now. It works. Yeah, like I said, when you're making four digits, you know, from one major upgrade, uh, there really is no arguing about that one. Uh, and as far as anything else uh, after that, does it peter out or are we still finding some really good upgrades? So um, the EcoBoost platform and say the, uh, the Raptors, things like that, they respond very well to anything with boost from the factory responds very well. Um, I'm actually hoping, don't know anything about this, but I'm hoping that Ford expands the use of the 7.3 engine into a few other platforms. I haven't seen many things excite as many Ford people as that Godzilla 7.3 engine. Um, right now, it's just a truck engine in motorhomes and super duties and things like that. But guys are really excited about that for like Fox body swaps and things like that because you know, like Willie was talking, should I do an LS swap? The reason a lot of people were doing LS swaps is because they're very simple. They're a compact engine. They make good power. And the 7.3 is sort of Ford's version of the LS only turned up to 11 because Ford came in a little later to the game, saw what Dodge was doing, saw what GM was doing with push rods, and said, how can we make it better? And that gives you the 7.3. So uh, I know you guys are all, you know, sort of – the online thing, but do you guys put vendors together to make certain packages or lead people in a direction, steer them in a direction where they get all these performance upgrades. H how do you guys integrate that to make 
the cars better themselves? So it's really up to the just the individual guy on the site. We have all these vendors that are advertised and are there to help guys say if you need a blower or you need an exhaust system, anything like that. They're advertisers on the site and you can ask them questions, deal with them directly and build a relationship with your favorite, you know, performance shop, tuner, manufacturer. They're on there to just help guys with their builds. And how did you guys get the branding of SVT on vehicles? Uh, it basically, man, that's a long story. Uh, it's just that's been, kind of... yeah, it's just been around for so long back before really Ford ever cared about that kind of stuff as far as like trademarks and things like that. And, you know, over the years, we, the guys that actually worked at Ford SVT came to appreciate the community that we built and the information we shared and they would actually work with us if guys were having issues with their cars they would want the engineers would want to know and so they could fix it or make it better and they would sort of backdoor information to us like hey post about this and see if guys would think this is cool maybe maybe we'll do interesting yeah and so interesting dude so it's so organic (laughs) it's almost like a living breathing mechanism where people can go and and just follow what is the, the the ongoing trend and wherever that bell curve takes it. It's it's really interesting how it's just grown organically and and spawned you know in, in what it is. It, it, what a crazy story! What a oh, crazy yeah. idea! Yeah, it's a full concept. on community. Yeah, it's a full on. community. Yeah, it's just a crazy. Know? Just how the mechanism has evolved to work is what makes it so intriguing and interesting because that's like a badge of honor for a lot of, you know, a lot of the old Mustang guys. If, you know, if you're a hot rodder and you saw it, you know, the SVT Cobra coming in, you knew there was going to be something special about it, you know, but you necessarily didn't know the backstory, which to me is fascinating because it's such a unique way that it came about. And what you guys provide is, is such a, a robust mechanism for people out there looking for performance. It's, it's really clever. Yeah, man. Over, like I said, over 20 years, nearly 200,000 members. It's just, it's a great community. Interesting. So what man. are you seeing? Cause you start talking about the, the seven, three, you know, we were talking a little bit offline, you know, a few days ago that, um, it's a lot of times about momentum. So, you know, if they can get that engine in more vehicles, right, it's already in the vehicle and then it's easy to do mods. Um, but if it's just in trucks, now you got to pull it out and you got to swap it into something, which is great for anybody doing builds like old Broncos and trucks and hot rods. Uh, it's perfect. Um, but those are a limited number of folks that are doing the swaps versus, uh, you know, anybody who's got a Camaro has got the engine in it. You just add on to it, whether it's a blower or this or that. Um, yeah, where do you see this going? I mean, is, is the excitement building, um, are the, is aftermarket latching around? Cause I've seen plenty of folks. Uh, we had Brian Wolf on a few months back talking about what he's doing on dyno, but you know, are there engine mounts and headers and all kinds of things that help people do those swaps that are, you know, coming to the table? Yeah, there are. It, uh, it came out really quickly for the seven three. I think, uh, a lot of the guys saw the success. A lot of shops were having with coyote swaps and they wanted to get in on what they perceived to be the next big thing. And it was the seven three. And like I said, what we're really needing is Ford to sort of put that in some more vehicles, get more of them out there and maybe some more performance oriented things, you know, an F-150, that would be cool. Something like that. 
what would be really nice is an aluminum block version of it in a ladder. Ooh, because, you know, yeah. <laughs> you know if, if I was the Ford engineer out there looking like, how can I justify us making an aluminum block version of this thing? I was, I you know, that guy is trying, it. he's trying yeah, hard I would, for sure. I would, I would be, I would be talking to the guys over at Lincoln. He's like, you guys should put a blown version of the seven three with aluminum block and a navigator and charge 120 grand for it. Wow. There you go. Yeah. Then it's out there. It's just out there. Let that pay for the program so the racing people can have a nice aluminum block in the Ford Racing Cadillac. Yeah, man. You, you see a, a, a time, six months, a year, 18 months, two years. You see a, a time frame where you think, you know, that 7.3 is – I know it's available now, and I, I believe we talked to somebody who was talking about how many crate engines they're selling now with that. Do you believe that's something that is going to happen and you see that evolving in a rapid pace over the next few years? I, I can see it because uh, there's a lot of pent-up demand for just cubic inches. The, those engines sound great. The Coyote, while it's a great platform, it's huge. Those dual overhead cam cylinder heads, it, the thing is literally wider than a big block. So you, you have to work around a little bit that dimension, whereas the 7.3 is like a traditional pushrod small block. It'll fit in. A lot of platforms. I mean, you can plop that thing in a Ford Ranger. Uh, yeah, Jeez. it's crazy. So that's a really interesting. Ooh, Kevin, show idea. We could flop a 7.3 and a 97 Mustang. <gasps> what? <I'm in. laughs> Let's do it. Well, it's great too. Now there's some oil pans out there. That was one of the real holdups on that. Was you know it has that truck oil pan from the factory. So lots of great swap parts. I know Holly's working on some. So. You know, huge in the industry for that kind of stuff. Yeah, I'm hopeful, man. Uh, I definitely, you know, you're seeing the first rounds of it. Can it get round two and three and and really build that momentum? You know, to the point where like an LS, you can get every single part aftermarket from cranks to blocks to you name it. You know, if you can get to that level with the 7.3, boy, we got something going. Like you said, I mean, be able to get the aluminum block in there. Now you can put it in, you know, more road race and, and other kind of hot rod type stuff that you... Might not want to put the heavier version in, um, but yeah, my fingers are crossed. That that's a great platform, man. I hey, this is no joke, man. I brought I just bought a cam and head package uh, for my LS at Seven Eleven the other day. Circle K had the same package, but it was a little more expensive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we need to get to that level. That's what I'm They're talking everywhere. about. Yeah, man, that's just too much. <laughs> Um, uh, well, look, Travis, man, how do people find out more? Tell us more about where they need to go to get plugged in uh, to this massive community. Uh, all you got to do is just head over to svtperformance.com. Uh, that'll take you to our front page where we have all our editorial and video uh, content that we create ourselves. If you want to get in on the community, just oh, click the I, Hey, I saw that Raptor Bronco. That thing's uh, absurd. Yeah, I'm, on, I'm on hoping to get a little bit of time with that in the next uh, month or so. I need to make a little trip to Detroit, maybe find one that falls off a truck, have a little bit of fun there. Yeah, you get some seat time in yeah, that, we man. Have you, a, you let me know. We'll, we'll get you back on here because I, I am I'm dying to get more scoop on this Bronco, man. It, it's on my buy list. Well, yeah, it's on my buy list for sure. The... Uh, I had a little time about uh, three or four weeks ago with just the regular Bronco, uh, not even a Sasquatch package. And I was very impressed by how well that thing drove, handled on the road, got decent mileage for what it was, and then was a beast off-road in a very, it was an Outer Banks version. So it's a sort of the more tame version of it. But we took it out on the beach 
just tore up the sand. It's awesome. We'll have that uh, coming out, I think, later this week, the video story and all that. Wow, man. Just a, a really cool um, little uh, little universe you created for those enthusiasts where you know it doesn't matter if it's parts, knowledge, forums, uh, questions, concerns, uh, upgrades, the latest go fast goodies. It's all there. It's all available, and it's all just come and get it and absorb uh it is really cool uh and encourage anybody that's uh that's an enthusiast to check that out it's uh it's definitely unique and just a a, a cool experience that you know uh, you only see growing in this uh this environment yeah we're on a you know most of the major platforms facebook uh youtube instagram twitter all that good stuff or more active on some than others but uh that's another way to get in touch with us but it, all roads lead back to the website to svtperformance.com Y'all on LinkedIn? No, I'm just kidding, man. Actually, I am. <laughs> Professionally. <laughs> uh, all right, man. Well, we're going to catch you again on a podcast soon, man, because there's just too much uh, to catch up on and talk about. We're out of time today. All right, here's Travis Hill from SVT Performance. Definitely make sure you check that. And make sure you check out our show, Aaron Weekends, on the Motor Trend Network. Check your local listings. We're also available on demand, which is always a great resource to find us. Uh, thanks to our guest, Travis Hill. He is Kevin Bird, our producer, Scoop, executive producer, Mr. Bob Ecker, and I'm Willie B. Man, we got a website too, twoguysgarage.com. Check us out there and share your thoughts with us on social, man. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Two Guys Garage. Now, this Two Guys Garage podcast is copyright 2022, Britain Productions Incorporated, all rights reserved. Hey, Travis, thanks for the time, man. I'll let you know when I start that 97 Mustang project for sure. No, not a problem, guys. Uh, you guys film in Florida, right? Yes, sir. Uh, yeah, just give me a holler. I'm up here in South Carolina. I can make a trip down. Yeah, Oops. man, that'd be awesome. It's uh, it's on the to-do list for sure, man. That's one I'm keeping. Yeah. So right on, brother. Uh, thanks for the time, man. And we'll catch you guys on the next Two Guys Garage podcast. See you guys. Two Guys Garage Podcast is a production of Britain Productions. For more episodes, visit iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.